Welcome back to the Security Asia podcast. I'm here with my colleague, Avichai Seri, and we have a special guest today, Jason uh, Wright, who is the Director of Sales at Hakimo. Jason, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Ron. Thanks for having me here. So you have an interesting background, right? Uh, can maybe I tell do. us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got to Hakimo, and then we can talk a little bit about uh, this special company as well. Oh, I don't think we have more than 30 minutes to just do that. Piece, but <laughs> um, let's see the easy. Um, I've been a security end user myself. So I've dealt with the security operations piece and how to respond to things. Mm-hmm. I've been a security integrator as well. And I managed little accounts and worked on little things like Apple, Facebook. And, you know, understanding that they're dealing with tens of thousands of doors and how do you respond to those kind of alarms? And it's just overwhelming. And then I became a security consultant. You know, I worked for Guidepost, TCOM. And people are always like, what's the best tech? What's the newest? What's that's the best? We're building a new office or a new, a new, completely revamp everything. It's like, what's the best out there? So I've always been keeping up on the newest, greatest new technology and systems. And it's kind of how I found um, Hackimo. But I'm also, it's my second startup. So I was also one of the founding team members over at OpenPath. Right. right. Well, that's great. That, that's exactly what I was interested in. So you've been exposed to these uh, newest technologies in the cloud, uh, first at OpenPath, or recently, uh, yeah. at OpenPath and Hakimo. What brought you to Hakimo and and, what, and, and who is Hakimo? Oh, good question. So Hakimo is um, a new startup that's been around just for a little over two years. Um we're in the AI field. So artificial intelligence has really taken the next step. Um, if you talk about artificial intelligence, there's like four main levels of artificial intelligence. We've been talking about AI for about eight, 10 years now. And it's been about video analytics where I saw somebody cross this line, go look at this camera. And that's reactive um, AI. And that's where we were. That's the, the initial entry level steps. Now we're like machine learning, which is a little more advanced. Um, we actually take that intelligence, we make it make a decision, we make it take an action on it. So it's almost like a five-year-old. I wouldn't I wouldn't care. We're very, very, very advanced yet. Um, but we're on our way there. Um, by the way, the fourth tier would be like data on Star Trek. So we're we're, we're a long ways away from tier four. More about why, you know, it's just there's a problem in the industry. Um it's it's a lot of labor to mm-hmm. triage through all those false alarms your access control systems generate. And I really don't know who creates it. It's just the nature of having so many different components and pieces and places they fail without due time. Doors fail. Um, And then these doors create a lot of alarms and it just becomes a cry wolf effect. Um, So we're seeing like 80, 90% of the alarms that come off these systems aren't even real. And they're just a big waste of time. And they get in the way of you responding to the real alarms. So you get that cry wolf effect. You stop checking those alarms. So, Hackamo solves a lot of those problems where it triages through those alarms and clears all the false alarms out of the way in seconds and then ranks up the real alarms so you can know which alarm is the most critical one. Like, like this is important, but this one's even more important. Go to this one. And, and, that's and done we with also add new levels of security to the organizations. Right. And that's done with machine learning, like you mentioned? Correct. It's all... Yeah, it's, so my the founders of uh, Hakimo are... Um, PhD AI researchers out of Stanford. And this was like a school project that turned into a full company. So basically what led you to decide that you want to go towards the areas of uh, like Hakimo's type of service, you know, coming from from the bottom, let's say of security of like the screws all the way up to uh, cloud-based solutions where that's became the future of security. And it will still take a while till 
the market will be fully engaged into that. You're now another step forward of the market. Yeah. Like you're above the trend, let's say, dealing with uh, AI concepts and and how to improve the efficiency where I feel that the market is a little bit behind on that. What led you towards that direction? Oh, um, well, that goes back to my my early to early days. I've always been in tech. You know, I grew up in Cupertino. I just always been a tech geek my entire life. So I've always been keeping up on the greatest following AI for a long period of time. Um, and, and I know about their, this, the problem that exists in the industry for about alarm management and, and having a solution and knowing there's a problem. It was just like, it was a, it was a very easy decision. Yeah. So how, how do you see how do you see this coming in place as really a, a real uh, game changer in solving this problem that exists for how much, 20, 30 more years? There's a lot of pieces that Hackmo solves. It's more than just clearing the false alarms. We, you know, we enhance the security um, situation across the entire industry or, or that company, because, you know, beyond that, we're also check every time you badge a door and we can, you know, if there's a camera watching that door, it's a critical door to begin with. We use that existing camera and the existing card reader, and we check to see if someone's tailgating or piggybacking with you. And we do that for vehicle gates as well. And we're doing that in airports and refineries and data centers and um, a lot of different different verticals. So that's interesting. So other than the dealing with um, false alarms, the whole alarm issue. So you just mentioned something, another piece to the service, right? What else um, would Hakimo be moving into? What's in the roadmap? What's uh, what's the future there? What I can share. Um, well, the reason we you know we have G socks to begin with is we don't want the guard at the front door to be looking at all the video feed or so we're kind of moving some of that service back to the door. Um, you know the G socks still needed. They need to do the investigations, the the travel safety stuff. But if the guard at the edge, we'd be like, you're the closest to this door and there's this door alarm or like for an app or some other way we can, you know, get move that service to the field. That would be a, a game changer. It takes that load off the GSOC where they have a lot more important things to deal with um, than chasing alarms and stuff. And we're looking at ways we can uh, bring that out to the edge. And or we also look at doing analytics on some other things to. You know, potentially be like a remote guard service. We use a GSOC as a service. They tend to just look at video feeds. They don't look at access control events because, well, it's there's a lot of false alarms, and so you're paying a third party service to look at your false alarms. And we're we're working with as in a mediator between that, so you can actually send that to that GSOC as a service. Well, and there's a couple other things we're working on, but I can't really say those yet. We've got some announcements coming up in a few months. I am, and we as a company are, are fascinated by how the technology and the security industry has developed over the last twenty years. Everything from you know from analog to where we are today, and and as we know, there's ago, a lot we more to go. Uh, twenty years ago, we were using barcodes, so yeah, it's made a big change. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, Jason, could you share a little bit about uh, what you've seen in the market? Like, I'm sure that uh, you guys uh, have been through. Uh, quite a bit of a of a success hype in the last couple of years around recognition <laughs> in the security industry and uh probably you found yourself facing uh enterprise level gsocs and let's say companies with with a big area of support for their security what do you see over there like even the most innovative or uh strict in policy let's say type of companies 
-hmm. how do you see them operating and how do you see the real added value coming in using efficiencies such as AI and, and what you're offering? You know, everyone talks about AI as like, it's going to replace your job. I don't want to replace anyone's job. There's a lot more important tasks for that person in the GSOC to do. I like to say we're like an AI assistant. We're going to make you, you know, the person that's there, they can spend their time doing travel safety, watching social media, um, supporting your population or your customers better. Um, another thing is AI, we, you know, we take that workload off the, the tasks you don't want to do, um, looking at false alarms all day. And so when we notice that like customers, um, we get a lot of analytics, we have some really cool dashboards and stuff. And like I have one customer, they were trending at about an hour plus response time to close a ticket. And then when they switched over to us, that response time to close the average time to close it was about eight and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. So when you go to like closing an alarm as it comes in and taking an hour, that's because they're, they just don't trust their alarms. And then when you move it to eight and a half minutes, you're actually being proactive. And so we really take those companies from being reactive to proactive. Now your, your questions talked about those enterprise accounts and the problems they face. Well, their, their problems it's different. It's it's budgetary. It's political, and there's a lot of other things that get in the way to, to make it. You know the the problems to deploy like an AI solution. I was going to ask, what other challenges have you seen while <laughs> while introducing this? I mean, you just mentioned a well, few right now. Exactly. Well, there's you know mainly it's like who pays for it. Um, we have an AI. It's it's technology to the technology pain port. AI. It's like it's like a person. Does it operations pay for it? So we have that. If you hear organizations having that debate, like like you're you got to pay for it. It's a virtual person. You got to pay for it. It's technology. It's kind of a hybrid. Um, it's that gray area since AI is new in the in in this space. That like where where does it belong? Uh, it's probably in the middle somewhere. But yeah, the the other part is well, it's cloud based, but we do have an on prem solution coming um, soon. Uh, that's one I can share, mm -hmm. and we do run on like Amazon GovCloud, so we do have defense as well as in other pieces. But we're happy to um, deploy on in other ways. That that's been the, the concern is how how to deal with cloud, different IT departments, and how. So how so Jason, could you elaborate a little bit more about the how how on prem uh, came in place? Basically, like um, obviously, yeah. especially you coming from a background of uh, your previous. Uh, role in well, a pure cloud kind of concept and vision what mm -hmm. made you guys understand that um this is something that's required in the market well you know cloud is great there's great advantages to cloud and some organizations they just can't they can't do cloud and there's some like defense or there's large fortune 500s you know they're not going to go cloud just based in the nature of their company even though some of them have cloud in their company's name um the the part about cloud is, you know, you, you can, it's easy to update everybody at once. You get the news patches, you get the new software. It reports out if there's any problems. You know, there's a lot of great advantages to cloud. Air gapping, it's, there's, there's, uh, it makes it more difficult to deploy, but we natively built Hackamo with our, um, in the cloud, but we did it all within our own envelope. We don't use any third party tools or services. We don't use, you know, send that your video to someone else for processing or send it here because we kept it all within our own envelope. We can just kind of move that envelope to a local machine and we just got to change the the dashboard so currently our dashboard is a uh, web-based connected to that now we got to make like a an on-prem client-based yeah exactly 
Yeah, just to maybe to give a little bit of uh, understanding for our listeners here, a lot of cloud-based solutions, uh, basically they ride on uh, different kind of uh, infrastructure components that exist by the cloud service providers. And basically what on the advantage side of that is that you don't have to deal with building up that kind of uh, feature for your system. But mm-hmm. the disadvantage for that, as Jason just mentioned, is that if in any case you just want to pack it up and put it on some kind of server uh, in a, on a deserted island or something like that, you really can't do that. You're relying on those cloud infrastructures. Um, just a little uh, background. Yeah, yeah, especially it's like like you're relying on like APIs and all this stuff. That's all cloud-based. It's kind of really hard to move some of those things to on-prem only, especially when you're working on like multiple outputs and inputs and you're trying to connect to third-party services. You know, cloud's really easy to integrate to other platforms. It's really fast and easy. So you lose some of those capabilities. Bringing all that in-house is what we're working on today. Uh, Jason, have you seen any uh, specific, let's say, uh, industries that uh, when you guys do like a POC or something like that, uh, where you see a more immediate added value versus a different, uh, let's say, industry, uh, if it's a pharmaceutical or uh, education or stuff like that. So I'm really playing a lot in the, like the pharmaceuticals, airports, um, they, like the tailgate detection at airports. Um, Data centers, anyone who's got, you know, large manufacturing, automotive, I'm working in those verticals as well. Um, but yeah, biotech, they're, they really like, um, they have a lot of high risk areas and laboratories and you're not supposed to know what across the halls working on. And we, we, we help them, you know, keep the prying eyes out of their space. Um, but you're right. There's, I can't say there's one vertical that's, that's the number one within the, Airports do see right away. It's the tailgate detection. That's that's a been being a big hit for the because it's a major TSA violation. Yeah, maybe uh, good to mention over here that um, uh, Hakimo's uh, one of the features of around tailgating is like the the flagship part of of the product at the moment, where uh, it's very accurate and uh, very proactive. Yes. Um, so every door that's got a camera facing at it, if someone were to follow you through that door or maybe you don't you don't even realize i might let's say i'm not letting ron in they say it's after lunch i'm like how'd you have a good lunch ron and i let you in the door i i didn't know hr let you go this morning um or the other thing is is i walk through a door and i just walk keep on walking and ron before the door closes ron grabs it and walks in we detect those are kind of alarms as well but you know tailgating is a behavioral based problem so we have tools in place to send me an automated email and we can do that directly from the customer's email address and so i get it from my own work um, base and it says i violated the policy here's the policy i violated and here's a video of me creating that violation and we have escalation tools where we can automatically say if it happens three times we escalate my manager or happens four times we escalate it to an hr email so it's about correcting the behavior and the same way our cybersecurity teams today are sending you those phishing emails, um, it's kind of the same. It's just like it's, if you click on that link, you enroll yourself in cybersecurity training. You create a tailgating event. Well, we, we let you know that you you created a violation. How how what's the average time for deployment of one of your systems? Like, does this take a long time to set up and to teach quote unquote the the system? You know, once we get it, like we do a lot of pilots as well. So. Going from pilot to full deployment, we're talking like a week. It's really quick. 
um, we could deploy a thousand plus stores, you know, less than a week. It's, it's actually pretty quick to deploy. Um, it's, so it's very fast and scalable. It's not like we're going to be like one door a day. It's what's way, way faster than that. The, the hardest part actually is getting the, through the cybersecurity piece and getting that set up. And we actually just run on a virtual machine that your IT department already owns. And so they trust the hardware and they give us access to that VM space and we install um, the on-prem client. And then that talks out to the cloud. So it's actually very fast to deploy once IT gives us that permission. And does it have to go through a learning process? Like what? Like so you know, we do training as well. Our our dashboard is very intuitive. I've worked on. I'm certified in three or four different systems, but yeah, some of those would take. If I had a new person in my GSOC, some of those systems would take me five days to teach that person how to manage the alarms and clear them and go through. I, I have been on calls where. Like the end user is like, oh, I don't even need to train anybody because I I'm an expert on this by the end of a 30 minute demo. So it's it's really fast to to pick up our dashboard. And does the system itself require any learning of like um, the client's um, unique situation? Yeah, good question. So we if the door and the camera names are are the same, it's very fast. But really, what we're doing is we're just mapping um, each of those doors, and we have um, we have some cool cool tools we've developed where. As people badge through the doors, we kind of learn where those doors are located um, based on some really cool analytics and maps that out pretty quickly. And we map out like a, the threshold of a door. So the four corners of the door, we can tell if the door is open or closed, the threshold. Um, sometimes we need to add help with like, where's the secure side, and which side's the unsecured side, especially with a card in an outdoor. We're like, well, which side's more important? Um, there was a card reader on both sides of these doors. So the customer needs to be involved a little bit, or if we're adding graphic maps into our dashboard, we we're not on site in Hong Kong. So I don't know which side of the door or where this door is even located on the map. And so we might need your, you know, on-prem person to point, like, this is this door, this is this mm. door. If somehow uh, a camera has been moved in a way or one way or another, mm. how does the system react to that? Well, you know what? That's the problem we had. Um, we're, we're running a door camera with a camera facing it and it's running analytics. And well, that camera goes down or someone re-aims that camera at a different door. Well, I can't run that door's analytics anymore tech for tailgating. So we wrote a um, another AI that, checks a background image of that camera and what it's outputting about every 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. And it just goes, yep, still the same. And then ignores it. But if the camera goes, hey, these are these images have changed, then we go and say, did it happen 10 minutes ago, five minutes ago, three minutes ago? And then we, we end up finding the exact video feed of the camera field of view changing or the camera's quality dropping. And back to when we add a risk score to all of these events, we actually had a higher risk score if the camera's been moved versus the camera going dead or camera quality dropping. Now, if a camera field of view has changed, someone's physically you know, altering its point of view. It's like, I'm going to do something over here, so I'm going to point this camera at the sky. Um, that's more, more critical for you to be aware of that those cameras have been altered. Then a camera that goes dead naturally, um, no one knows it's not working, so everyone in front of it still presumes it's an active live camera. Still needs to get addressed, just not as critically as the other one. Based on statistical behavior, um, we can identify things that are out of your norm. So if you, it's like a standard deviation, like I'm a former ISO auditor as well and Six Sigma. If you, you know, after a month or two, you have your work behavior. Now, if you start like showing up at midnight or three in the morning, 
right? That's not inside your standard deviation of your normal work behavior. We raise those things as um, unusual time of entry or, or other things. We also can see like, like, wait a second, you just showed up in New York. Why? You're, this has never been in New York, for example. And it's like, what is that? Is that a, what is that risk associated to you showing up somewhere you've never been before? That's a minor, but some of the other things we're, we're, we're tracking and trending. Yeah, but those could be great features. They could be very helpful. Especially for finding insider threats. Um, right. People change their behavior um, while they're doing threats or they explore the limits of their access card. And so we kind of can identify those things as well of someone who's, you know, a lot of weird denied deny badge reads, you know, like you're trying to get an IT storage or a mailroom or an IDF. And like, well, why is this person trying to penetrate all these places he doesn't have permission to? And we raise those. Right. right. Then the system would flag that. Yeah. Um, we do have some dashboards at which it would throw in. Um, you know, that's one of the things I'd like to do is make like a, a credit score of my worthiness as an employee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like let your credit score dropped. Let's see what he's been doing. Oh, yeah. Some people might be, might be afraid of that. Yeah. Well, you know, insider threat is the big thing that everyone's worried about. That is about. true. Uh, yeah, that is um, true. Someone, someone turns into a bad actor or, or took the job trying to steal information. Tell me, are most of your customers now in North America and Europe? Um, most of them are North America, Europe, and um, Middle East. So okay. we're working there too already. What experience have you had in Asia, if any? Um, prior roles, but um, Hackamo, we're, we're starting to talk to many people out in the, the Asia Pacific area. Okay. And Australia. Good. I've been talking to some people in Australia recently. Yeah. Australia market should be similar to the North America market. But we are always interested in hearing about the unique differences between working in Asia versus North America or Europe and what unique challenges there there might be and either culturally or, or technology wise. You know, in China, of course, is the issue with um, you know, with their closed internet environment and um a lot of cloud-based products have been struggling with that, either from a compliance point of view or just from a pure technology point of view. And then of course you just have other you know, other cultural issues in, in the region. So that's always interesting for us to hear. Um, I really don't have very many stories to share on that yet. Well, hopefully there'll be a lot uh, to come months. soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. What about any, just uh, as we close up here, what trends are you seeing or what do you forecast for the future? Uh, not just in Hakimo, but in general in the space and AI and security and um, with your... Uh, you know, experience in the back, you know, looking back, what do you look next 20 years? So everything needs to connect together. So everything is more powerful when it talks to everything else. Um, no one's going to write the tool that does everything and no one needs a tool that does everything. Um, it's It needs to plug into many different pieces. You know, I have some clients today that they don't have a GSOC. They have a VSOC, which is, their IT and physical security, like emerging of the of the of the departments. Um, I kind of work like a Sims as well, and I work like into Sumo Logic and some of those other tools. But yeah, it's the that convergence across the IT physical security. I can see the convergence of there. Part of a good cybersecurity is good physical security. Um, so I think that convergence has come there. A lot more, I see a lot more trend around insider threat detection, um, not just what I talked about, but I'm seeing a lot of new startups and organizations that are looking for ways to identify and, and find that 
that risk score associated to that person. And it can be a lot of different things from what you talk about to your social media to, and there's a lot of platforms that are starting to identify those things. Cloud has been a very big driver for that integration, for those pieces to all talk together very easily. It's a lot easier to write an API integration to somebody than a hardwired, dedicated installation to say, you know, Linnell. Um, that took us a little while. So, but we, you know, we're, we're kind of doing both. And, you know, being a bridge between those people, um, that's been a benefit to us as well, because I'm working as a bridge to bring in new alarm types and new things. And I enter those into like Secure, Genetech, Linnell, and those other platforms. Well, that's that's interesting. It's very fascinating. Avichai, do you have any other questions you would like to uh, bring up? Um, not really. I just want to say uh, that I think that like uh, some messaging to our listeners around the importance of having companies like Hakimo in our in our businesses uh is is part of like uh i would say not only a way to create more business but it's a vision right it's a vision mm -hmm. of uh of being able to uh build and grow our industry where our industry compared to others sometimes is way far behind uh and not using all the tools that we have in front of us to to create a strong security solution uh mm -hmm. obviously uh blue ocean uh uh, works with Hakimo and and appreciates the 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 setup and the vision and um, always looking forward and always uh, trying to support our clients to grow in the right directions that will give them ten and twenty years of confidence being in the right position regarding their security systems. It's also great to see Hakimo uh, pushing the limits here uh, on, the, on the technology side. You know, uh, we yeah. need players like that. Um, We've been through all of us been in the industry long enough to see how how as a company gets very uh, more established, they will not be pushing those limits as much as they used to when they're younger. So we mm -hmm. need people to be doing this because there's a lot. Security is always dynamic. There's always things happening. There's always new threats. And um, well, and the threat, we need yeah, that. The threats learn our countermeasures, and let's say we have to we have to stay catch up to them, then get ahead of them. They catch up to us. You know, it's it's a it's a constant cold war. And I agree with you. We, we, there's a lot we can learn from the IT space. Um, you know, traditionally, security has been a bit more closed and siloed compared to um, the general IT industry. So it's great to see those um, you know, starting to happen. And the clients will benefit from that. Okay. Well, uh, is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Um, well, I have the trophy here. We won the Judge's Choice Award at ISC West. Um, oh, nice. Glass on glass. I know it's kind of hard to see. <laughs> oh, nice. But it was a major honor to win that at ISC West this year. That's that's very, very cool. So we, we will also add some links into our show notes, uh, your website and everything. So um, people have that as well if they need. And we'll keep everybody up to, up to date. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, see some uh, Hakimo applications here in Asia soon and, uh, and uh, be able to talk more about that as well. Uh, looking forward to it. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, and you have a good evening. Thank you.